Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the left coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. And folks, today, it's going to be you and I celebrating Throat Punch Thursday. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Who's ready? Throat Punch Thursday, bitch. <laughs> oh gotta love it gotta love it throw punch thursday folks this is where we go after the left where we uh well like i said we we we, we punch them in the throat because sometimes that's what you got to do sometimes that's what it takes in order to get someone's attention once again we're not talking about you know doing any real serious harm to anybody we're just talking about waking a few folks up and some folks well quite frankly they need to be they need to be awoken shall we say they need to to understand that there's some issues there are some concerns there are some things that will be going on now unfortunately mike is once again like i said before is not going to be able to be here with us today uh well he may so he's got the link i sent it over to him if he's able to get back uh to location bravo in time uh he will seek to join us and uh partake in the program but uh, do not be surprised if it's just us today. But since it's just us, that means I need your help. That means I need you to get on those lines. I need you to be communicating with us. I need you to be contacting us, uh, uh, chatting with us, whether you're watching us, however you're watching us. By the way, if you are not subscribed to us on Rumble, go to Rumble right now. Right now. Right now. Don't waste any time. Go right now. Go to Rumble. Make sure that you subscribe. But we're on Rumble. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Uh, you name it, we are on it. We are out there. Uh, if you're listening to this program, chances are you're listening to our podcast. You're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Which, by the way, for those of you who don't know, you can actually also watch us on Spotify. So, once again, however you like to get your news and content, your news and information, and or as I like to call it, entertainment, infotainment, uh, we're there. So, check us out. Check us out today. And with that, let's uh, let's uh, take care of the folks who actually pay for all this stuff and help us to be able to get out there for you. Those are our sponsors, and we're going to start with Hitman Industries. You'll find them at hitmanindustries.net. If you own, if you've just recently purchased an AR, chances are you already have one of their barrels. But if not, uh, let's say you want to do a new build or you want to re-rifle, re-barrel your current rifle. Well. No better place to go than himmanindustries.net. They have pistol and rifle caliber barrels. Uh, they uh, well, they also have Glock barrels. Uh, and by the way, if you are if you've never purchased from them before and you are a first responder, well, guess what? You get a twenty percent discount on your first order. That's himmanindustries.net. And we've got the California Republican Assembly working to help elect conservatives from dog catcher all the way up to president of the United States. In fact. Ronald Reagan once referred to CRA as the conscience of the Republican Party. So go there, check them out today, CRAGOP.org. That's CRAGOP.org. If you want to be a part of California's future today, join CRA. Then we've got Hog Holsters. Just go to hogholsters.com. Use the discount code The Rundown, all caps, no spaces, and you can get a hog holster today. And folks, Inside the waistband, outside the waistband, tactical holster, concealed carry holster, you name it, they've got it. Whatever firearm you have, trust me, they can hook you up with the holster that you need. So go there once again, check them out, hogholsters.com. And finally, if you are looking for tactical gear, indoor gear, outdoor gear, uh, you're looking for cold weather gear, wet weather gear, uh, you're looking for all things tactical minus the gun, you want to go to uscombatgear.com. 
Veteran-owned and operated, fast shipping, great selection, great prices. Once again, uscombatgear.com. And with that, we will go ahead and get on to our first story of the day. Uh, many people believe, and there are, for some reason there are people out there who honestly believe that the issue surrounding illegal immigration, the issue surrounding what's going on at the border, for some reason they think it still has no impact on them. Well, here's a group of people who thought that this would have absolutely, would have absolutely no impact on them. And guess what? It, in fact, did. I know. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, wow, really? Really it had an impact on them? Well, check it out. In New York... Uh, New York City students were forced to go remote as the city houses nearly 2,000 migrants at their school for what and, and one mom goes off. Does it feel good? Check, check out to see if you guys, I hope you guys can hear this. Now it's important to understand that you know. Keep in mind, this is a this is a this is a mother. This is a mother whose child needs to be in school, who's seen the effects of distance learning. In fact, let me read a little bit of the article here to you. It says, students at Brooklyn High School, uh, at Brooklyn High School, were kicked out of the class were kicked out of the classroom to make room for nearly two thousand migrants who were evacuated from a controversial tent shelter due to a monster storm closing in on the Big Apple. The city made the move amid concerns that a massive migrant tent at Floyd Bennett Field would collapse from torrential rains and gusting winds, packing them instead into an, a, the second-floor gym at James Madison High School uh, five miles away. The school's neighbors were not keen on the last-minute decision. This is effed up, said, the, said a local resident who identified himself only as Rob. It's a litmus test. They're using this. They're using a storm, legitimate situation, where they're where they are testing this out. I guarantee you, they'll be here for the entire summer. Uh, here's another one. There's nineteen. There's nineteen hundred people getting thrown into my neighborhood. Uh, half a block from where I live, and we don't even know who they are, he said. Now, folks, this is something that's important. Once again, uh, the politicians who made this decision were elected by the very people who live in this neighborhood, the people who live in this community. Um, you know, this is something that doesn't have to be. It's, not, it's something that doesn't have to have happened. The problem we have right now is, is that we have a wide-open southern border, and, uh, and then we have people who are being shipped off to places that have said, well, we're a sanctuary city and uh, we'll take care of you. And uh, now they're realizing now that they've said that they're sanctuary cities, now that they've said that they will take care of them. Well, guess what? Now you know what that means. Now you see the cost of those policies. You know, so I, part of me says, you know, I, I, part of me feels for this mother because once again, uh, her child is not going to be allowed to go to school until this is taken care of. And by the way, this guy Rob is 100% correct. I mean, keep keep in mind, uh, these are the same politicians who are who are kicking veterans out of hotels so that they can house migrants in there because, well, 
the migrant programs pay more. Uh, these are the same politicians uh, who are running, for example, the VA. Uh, the VA is actually authorizing and paying medical bills for migrants who have been who have been taken care of medically, uh, while at the same time putting off paying the, the medical bills of, of veterans. So this is not new. This is just something that's more direct and is affecting children. And by the way, I get it. You know what? They're, they're, just, just so you understand, and you realize I'm not like, you know, being just like totally cold hearted. The fact is, is that once you've let the folks in here, once you've bust them to the city, once you've put them in this tent, uh, if you know there's a major storm, you got to do something if you believe that the place that they're going to be is not going to be safe. I get that. I totally get that. I totally get that. This may be or may seem like the next logical move. I get why they are doing it. Doesn't mean that I agree with it. I understand why they're doing it. But my point is, is that this didn't have to be. It flat out did not have to be. Because if we actually enforced our immigration laws, well, what do you know? A lot of these folks, they wouldn't be here. They wouldn't even be here in the United States. But the problem is, is this is what they expect. They ex the worst part is, let me clarify, in some cases, they expected a lot more. They expected it to be better. Where they're coming from, it's being marketed and advertised as, hey, go, you get to go. In fact, here's a video the, the, from, from Sky News, right? Uh, now, what's interesting about this little segment, it's only about 20 seconds, but these are Chinese immigrants or Chinese migrants, right? These are people who came all the way to our southern border from China. They went into Ecuador. They traveled up through Ecuador into, into Mexico, and now they're in the United States. And these people, and I feel comfortable saying these people, these people actually have the nerve to complain and be upset because Border Patrol was taking too long to come pick them up and take them and process them. Right? We're not talking about to come get them and send them back. We're talking about to come get them and process them. As soon as we pull up, they rush towards us. My mic not even on. But that doesn't stop this crowd of Chinese migrants from venting to producer Yong Shong. They're angry having to wait in the cold for Border Patrol. They literally have made, are making an industry. It's an industry, a travel industry, where people are paying tens of thousands of dollars to fly. To basically, they're, they're selling travel packages to our southern border. And they know because, they're once again, they're friends, they're families, the people they talk to who are coming across, they're coming across the border, they're taking selfies, and they're saying, hey, look at me, I crossed the border. Hey, look at me, I'm now on my way to California, to San Diego, to San Francisco, to New York, to Chicago, to Detroit. That's what they're saying. That, that's the information that they're getting. Because what's happening is people aren't listening. When Biden says, don't come here, they're not, they're not hearing that. They're hearing what the people are telling them. It's like, if you come here, you'll get the hookup. If you want to, if you want to stop it, if you want to stop water southern border, number one, Get rid of the hookup. Number number one, stay in Mexico. If you cross the border and you come into the United States and you're applying for asylum, you will automatically be disqualified from getting asylum. Number one, that should be A, number one. 
come in the United States. Nope. Enter, enter the United States illegally. Nope. And we're not going to just let you come across the border. Number two, at the border, it needs to be more like that final determination. Most of these folks who are coming, for example, from China, they aren't coming because they're afraid of their government because they're being oppressed. Well, they are being oppressed, but they're being more economical. They're coming for the money. They're coming for jobs. Now, I can't say that I blame them. They want to be free. They want to have economic prosperity. I'm not saying that I blame them at all. But there's a process. And you got to follow the process. If you don't follow the process, because here's what happens. When you don't follow the process, you encourage others to not follow the process. And not only that, you encourage more people to violate the process. So you wind up with a bunch of people in the country. We don't know who they are. We don't know where they came from. They're just coming on in. As I've said before, every month, a population the size of the city of Seattle is entering, entering our country every month. You cannot tell me. You cannot tell me that that is not going to impact the United States. You can't tell me it's not going to impact our schools. You cannot tell me it's not going to impact our public safety. You cannot tell me it's not going to impact our health system, health health system and our health care system. You cannot tell me it's not going to impact our, our socioeconomic, our society. You cannot, you just, there is no way that you can possibly tell me that. And you can't say, well, what are you going to do? There's no way to stop it because guess what? We, we had, we didn't have this. It was what, what? 1.7 million total? Total the entire four years of the Trump administration. Under Biden, we break new records every year. Every year. When you count the the the, the known gotaways and you count the uh, and you count the ones that, that have had quote unquote border encounters, we're over seven million. What are the un- what about the unknown gotaways? Those are the ones we have no idea about. Have absolutely no idea about. And 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 by the way, and what you saw at this school, what's going on at this school, what you see going on at hotels, what you see going on in a community near you is a result of that. And I'm here to tell you it's only going to get worse if we do not get serious about 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 our southern border and about actually dealing with our immigration policy. And by the way, just to be clear. I'll be the first to tell you we need to take a look at and figure out how we're going to fix our immigration policy. We do. I, my, my wife, they, her family, now, now mind you, they went through it like t- over 20 years ago. Uh, I, I, I don't necessarily know that it's gotten any better since then. Uh, but the thing that I do want to say about that is, is that um, we need to take a look at it. But, but until we secure our southern border, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense for us to do anything until we have secured our southern border. So that's got to be priority number one. We do that, then we can start taking a look at some of this other stuff. Anyway, moving right along to our next story. Uh, uh, Speaker, Speaker Johnson is uh, supporting or is actually being asked to fight or to not support a, a spending bill uh, that uh, that he is now pushing, quite frankly, in order to, well, how shall we say, in order to keep... Uh, from the government shutdown, uh, and and I'm and I'm introducing this story, and I'm talking about this story because I just wanted folks out there who were so happy that Kevin McCarthy got the boot. Uh, yeah, I get it. If you don't like Kevin McCarthy, some people just don't. Some people don't like Kevin McCarthy. 
um, I I just want to suffice it to say that the reasons why folks stood up against Kevin McCarthy, uh, well, the reasons they said, uh, if that were the case, if that was legitimately the reasons why, well, then uh, one has to wonder whether or not Speaker Johnson's speakership is in danger. It says here, hard right Republicans pressure Johnson to back out of bipartisan plan. Mike Johnson under fire from the same conservative rebel rousers uh, who tormented his predecessor as he tries to keep government funded and he made no commitments to the group. Uh, reading a little further, it says hard right House Republicans on Thursday met with Speaker Mike Johnson and pressured him to renege on the spending deal he cut with Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Democrat from New York, just days ago. Uh, some conservatives left a meeting, proclaimed that they were successful, but Johnson, uh, who told who told uh, Johnson, told reporters shortly thereafter that he had made no commitments to back out of the deal. While those conversations are ongoing. Uh, I have made no commitments, Johnson said. So if you've heard otherwise, it's simply not true. Now, let me just kind of share with you real quick about what the job of a legislative leader is. Job of a legislative leader, when you're the speaker, your job is to make sure that uh, that legislation moves and that that legislation uh, best represents is your best likelihood at both has at, at both advancing the ball, the agenda for your side, in this particular, for Republicans, uh, and actually passing and becoming law. It does no good to pass legislation that, uh, I won't say it does no good, it's less effective. uh, Or if you do not pass legislation that will eventually become law, it does absolutely no good, right? It's you're sending a message. It's one thing if you're talking about just sending a message. But in this case, when you're talking about a spending bill, you're not talking about just sending a message unless that message is we're going to shut down the government. Uh, In this case, he has to try and push the best, most likely bill that is likely to get passed, uh, that's likely to get passed, that that advances, that that, that works towards reducing spending, getting spending under control, while at the same time actually passing the the Senate and getting signed by, by, uh, by the President of the United States. Now, I'm going to be frank with you. When, when those folks who decided to oust Speaker McCarthy, which were a small minority of the Republican caucus, when they did that, they severely undermined the, 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 the power of the speakership because the spending deals that he was negotiating were far better, far better than this particular deal. But... They know they they're like this. They're like, we're going to put Speaker Johnson on the hot seat. Putting him on the hot seat is exactly what they want. They're like, we're not going to give him more. Because we know that if we make him look bad, if we if we if we hold out, then uh, and, 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 and we give a deal that's not as good as what McCarthy got. Well, then y'all look like hypocrites if you don't go after Johnson. I mean. That's the that's the sad part about this. This is what happens when the tail wags, wags the dog. Because now he has less negotiating power than than McCarthy did. McCarthy was actually gaining ground. And now we're losing ground. And it's not Johnson's fault. I'm not blaming Speaker Johnson. This is not his fault. This is the fault of those folks who decided that I'd rather get rid of a guy I don't like you know, I'll feel really good about getting rid of a guy I don't like. And trust me, I, I had my issues with Kevin McCarthy myself. 
But he was getting the job done. He was getting the job done. You don't have to like him. You don't have to like all the positions that he took, but he was getting the job done. And sadly enough, uh, now that he's no longer there, uh, we're seeing the consequence. Not because he's no longer there, because of how he was removed. We're no longer seeing, we're, we're now seeing the consequences of it. And, and once again, ideologically, uh, Speaker Johnson and I are right here. More so probably than Kevin McCarthy. Uh, but at the same time, I also understand the role of a speaker, and he understands the role of a speaker. He also understands the cards he's been dealt. And he does not have the same cards that Kevin McCarthy had. He just doesn't. And so he's got to play the hand he's dealt. Y'all can get mad at him all you want. But understand this, once again, and by the way, some of that may just be NBC News just trying to stir the pot. And I get it. There's some folks who are just never going to be happy. They're just going to vote no. They're never going to be happy. Uh, they're going to send out fundraising emails, and they're never going to be. They're, they're never going to be, when it's all said and done, responsible for getting anything done. I get it. I get that those folks exist. Sometimes it just be like that. Uh, they are part of who they are. They're part of the people, part of the group of people that we have to deal with. Now, when I'm in Congress, I plan on being someone who is going to get stuff done. Doesn't mean that I'm not going to say, not going to speak my mind. Doesn't mean I'm not going to say when I think a deal is a bad deal. But I also am sometimes going to have to say, sometimes you got to swallow, sometimes you got to swallow a bitter pill in order to get, the, in order to get the health benefits from that particular medic, medication. Anyway. Anyway, that's it for that particular story. But anyway, I just wanted to bring that one to your attention. Here's another one. And this is, uh, I want to say that uh, another win in the culture war for Mr. Ron DeSantis, uh, as he has invited students who have been, who have had to face, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Who's, who've had to face uh, discrimination and anti-Semitism at some of these woke universities. Well, according to the Jerusalem Post, he's saying, you know what? Y'all don't have to put up with that mess. Come to Florida. It says, Florida emergency order waives transfer requirements, possibly tuition costs. Out-of-state out of state students experience anti, experiencing anti-Semitism on college campuses may have their transfer requirements and possibly tuition costs waived to attend Florida state schools. An emergency order signed Tuesday by, by State University System of Florida Chancellor Raymond uh, Rodriguez would waive out-of-state tuition costs for transfer students facing anti-Semitism and religious discrimination at their universities. The emergency order is issued is issued under the authority of Governor Ron DeSantis, Executive Order 23-208, Impacts of War on Israel, which grants each state agency the authority to suspend the provision of regulatory statute prescribing procedures the conduct of state business. According to Section 1A the order of the order, each university must determine whether a prospective student has demonstrated a well-founded fear of prosecution based on religion. Now, my question here is if that has got to be, I mean, in other words, is this something that's just for uh, Jewish students? Is it just anti-Semitism? Because if you're a Christian student, and Christian students often believe, and as a part of our faith, that we're supposed to stand with, with, with Jerusalem. We're supposed to stand with the Israelites. And you stand up and you defend these folks. 
uh, obviously you're the potential victim of religious persecution as well, right? I mean, because let's just be real. The Entifada doesn't just stop at Israel. Once Israel's gone, they want to get rid of all of the West. They, they want the American infidels dead and gone. That's what the pro-Hamas community wants. I, all you got to do is listen to Hamas. Listen to what Hamas says. If you listen to what Hamas says and you realize that they support Hamas, then you got to believe it. That, well, that, that's the direction that they're headed, right? So anyway, that's an interesting thing. But once again, this is the once again a big win in the culture war. And trust me, I know that's a, a dirty word that some people put out there, but we are engaged in a culture war. And this is a, this is a war, a culture against the war. It's a war against the West, a war against the values that made places like the United States what it is. Individual rights, individual responsibility, free enterprise, Judeo-Christian values and principles, right? Limited government. These are all principles that have made America what it is. But they want to take that away. They want collective rights. And they in particular want collective rights based on race. Right? They want the government to be able to tell you what to do and how to live your life. They don't want you to own anything. They want the government to own it all. Once again, because then they can tell you what to do with it once they own it. They want, and by the way, that includes owning your children. Because how can they indoctrinate your children and tell them what to think if you pesky parents are in their way? Now, they don't see it that way. They see it as creating better citizens. They see it as making sure that they're more enlightened and they're more open and that they're more loving and that they're more accepting and tolerant. As long as they're accepting and tolerant of, of their perspectives, of perspectives which they approve. But if they don't approve of them, you know, like some of the things that you and I believe in, well, yeah, that stuff's, that stuff not, that stuff is not acceptable. That's not stuff, that's stuff that they are not interested in, in, uh, in being tolerant of because they're going to seek to shut you down. They're going to seek to make sure that you have no voice. And that, by the way, takes us to our last one, Whoopi's Warning. So Whoopi, who is a host, uh, one of the co-hosts on The View, decided to go off on a tirade the other day. She wanted to talk about the totalitarians. She says, Whoopi Goldberg, she slammed Biden, skept Biden skeptics, right? People who don't like Biden and, and warns that if Trump would disappear journalists and gay folks, this is what she is saying will happen. If Donald Trump is elected president. I, I'm here to say it's ours to lose. <clears throat> it is this country. This is what it's all about. Either you want it to work forward thinking. You want everybody to have the ability to say how they feel, what they want to move forward. Or you don't. Or you want somebody who says, I'm going to be on day one. I'm going to be a dictator. Who says it to you, tells you, I'm going to put you people away. I'm going to take all the journalists. I'm going to take all the gay folks. I'm going to move you all around and disappear you. <laughs> if that's the country you want, you know who to vote for. Well, if, that's not, if that's not the country you want, you have to make a decision. But that's what MAGA you know? wants. That's what We're the, still in a primary. It may be, they may like that, but the, I believe the people of the United States <laughs> will make themselves very clear. So, first of all, let's just say this. Um, for those of you who don't remember, Donald Trump was president and none of that happened. Absolutely none of that happened. None of the stuff she said will happen actually happened. Absolutely none of it. But that doesn't stop her from lying 
about saying, and by the way, this is all they have. All they have is this exaggeration. All they have are these lies, right? All they have is fear that they can put into you because, well, we have the record of Joe Biden. We have his economy. We have the pullout of Afghanistan. We have the fact that, that, that so many nations look at him as such a wimp that they're willing to do everything to our allies. Our allies, our allies have no protection, feel like they have no protection, no defense, because he is so weak, need, and soft. Or as uh, the head, former head of CENTCOM called him, he's such a mush. That's what we have. We have an economy where we have inflation, where we're paying 20% now. Our dollar was worth 20% less than it was before he took office. Now, that's not the case anywhere else in the world. Not no other Western nation, no other, no other industrialized nation is dealing with that. Just us. And when I say just us, I mean, everyone's dealing with inflation, but not to the degree that we are. And you can tie it directly to his policies. The over, the massive overspending that he did. All of that, all of that's on him. All of that is on him. The shutting down or the restricting of, uh, of, uh, for, of, 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 of domestic oil uh, exploration. That's all on him. That is all on him. The man has done everything possible to try and, and kill our economy. And for some reason, he seems to think it's doing well. Go out there and look at the poll numbers for Bidenomics. Trust me, they have nothing positive to say. Nobody has anything positive to say about Joe Biden. So because they cannot brag on Joe Biden, well, they have to demonize Donald Trump. That's their plan. And by the way, just so you know, all that stuff they're talking about, the rounding up of the people, the rounding up of your political opponents, keeping, keeping your political opponents from even being able to get on the ballot, keeping them from being able to get their voice out in the, in the, in the new town square that we now call the internet, that we call social media. Who's doing that? Did Donald Trump do that when he was president? No. Is Joe Biden doing that? Hmm. We do know that they colluded with Facebook and with Twitter. We do know that they were meeting on a regular basis, telling them, you should shut this person down and you should shut that person down because they're saying things we don't like. They're saying things that make our boss look bad. We know that's happening. If you don't know that's happening, then you probably only read Mother Jones or the Huffington Post. You probably only watch MSNBC, which makes me wonder why you're watching this program at all. How did you wander upon this program if that's all you watch? Because if you watch this program, you know everything that I just told you is true. You already know that it's true. You've already seen it. We've shown you the proof. We've shown you the evidence. I don't need to show it to you again. You guys already know. Anyway. Okay, let's move on. It's time for our parting shots. Brought to you by Hog Holsters. Just go to hogholsters.com. Use the discount code The Rundown, all caps, no spaces, and get your hog holster today. All right, this first one, uh, you'll love this one. It's actually really kind of fun. Uh, Donald Trump yesterday did his uh, his little town hall meeting. He kind of went opposite uh, opposite the last president Republican presidential debate, which, debate, which I know you're like, what? Yeah. The people running for second place in the for for Republican nominee for nomination for president, yeah, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. And by the way, 
still a Ron DeSantis fan. I don't care what y'all say, uh, but I'm a Ron DeSantis fan. Anyway, all that having been said, uh, they had a debate and he did his thing. In any case, uh, I think, uh, well, let's just say that uh, after that, I'm pretty sure uh, he went fishing. And uh, this looks, well, this looks a lot like him, doesn't it? Is that Donald? Is this young Donald Trump? Anyway, it's a picture of a little kid. And he kind of looks like Donald Trump. And it says, little dude look like he's about to make fishing great again. <laughs> that he does. Now, this last one I wanted to show you. This is an example. And I want, I, want, I just want to tell you, it. Uh, if you ever wanted to wonder what wokeism looks like when it comes to art and singing, this is it. And I almost hate to subject you to this. But you have to know that, well, there are people out there who are doing this. I'm sorry I made I subjected y'all to that, but you need to know that this stuff happens. This stuff exists. Now, the number one thing that I found interesting was in 2023, when the most deadly version, the mo the, the worst version of COVID, you know, can give you a cost that cough that can last longer than a week. Notice that every single one of them is wearing a mask. Every single one. I'm telling you, it, it, they're, they're all wearing chin diapers. And this, by the way, it has nothing to do with whether or not they're going to be sick. They they are doing what what wearing the mask has has turned into or what it was what it was always meant to be, which was virtue signaling. And that's all it really was. And that was that entire song was about virtue signaling. Because no, none your rights have nothing to do with any of that stuff. But I'll tell you what your rights do have to do with. 
Your rights do have to do with what's in the Constitution. And I get that people don't want to pay attention to that. They want to completely ignore that. They don't want to actually pay attention to what your rights actually are. They want to make up rights. They want to create rights out of thin air. They want to believe that what they want is a right. Ladies and gentlemen, what you want is not a right. Anyway. All right, folks. Well, that's going to be it for about for uh, that's going to be it for today. Uh, just give a quick shout out, uh, Hitman Industries. Get your rifle and pistol length barrels at hitmanindustries.net. California Republican Assembly. Become a part of California's future today. Join CRA. Get your hog holster at hogholsters.com. Use the discount code The Rundown. All caps, no spaces. Get your hog holster today, and get your outdoor gear, indoor gear, your cold weather gear, wet weather gear at uscombatgear.com. And with that, we're going to call it a day. I will uh, be back tomorrow. Hopefully, we will be back tomorrow. Uh, But either way, you folks take care, and we will see you then.